Everyone has questions. Why am I here? Where will I go when I die? Is there really truth? But not everyone has biblical answers. Welcome to The Pastor Study, a ministry of pastorstudy.org. Join us now as we study the Bible to draw closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Tom Brock. Welcome to the Pastor Study. If you saw our show a few weeks ago, you saw Pastor Brock talking about false teaching in our churches today. Today is going to be part two of that. And Pastor Brock will set that up for us right now. Yeah, hi everybody. We did a national TV show on false teaching in the various churches. So what I'd like to do is we're gonna run that now, watch that for about 15 minutes, then we're gonna come back we're going to talk about what's a good denomination, bad denomination, good church, bad church, what's a cult, what isn't. So just go ahead and roll them, director, and we'll come back in 15 minutes. So we, we discussed uh, quite, a, quite a few things, really. Uh, when I uh, watched a message that you gave on your TV show, I, I took notes, and it's interesting how Satan messes up the sexuality. Mm -hmm. And so these denominations walk away from God. That's mm -hmm. kind of uh, it in a nutshell. Uh, they tend toward homosexuality and homosexual marriage. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to talk to some of the, you know, quote, homosexual couples, like two males. Don't you really think that child needs a mother? Mm -hmm. It's selfish, isn't it? Uh -huh. and, and, you know, the ELCA now has its own practicing homosexual bishop with a husband who rode in the gay pride parade in Los Angeles. And Arthelene, not too many years ago in the Lutheran Church, if you were living in homosexual sin, you'd be disciplined. Now they put you in charge of a sin and you're the bishop. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and Arthelene, another example, there was a woman pastor, Pastor Rose in New Jersey, the LCA Lutheran pastor over a church. Well, she wanted to be, she wanted to become a man so the Bishop of New Jersey came out and held a renaming ceremony where the Pastor Rose became Pastor Peter. Talk about the blind and the blind. Right, and intelligent people, supposedly intelligent people, uh, they're enlightened. go along with they that. They think they're enlightened. And, and that's, say, I think ultimately it's arrogance. They think they're smarter than all these other Christians for 2,000 years that have believed, you know, the, the Bible the way the plain meaning of the text is. They're enlightened. Mm -hmm. I, I'd like to go back to the feminist movement, which I remember pretty well. It was in the 60s, and there were some things that need to be corrected. There's no question. But it seemed that the glue that held them together was their hatred of men. They just despised them. Mm -hmm. Okay, just follow it, follow it along now. And we have fewer males graduating from high school. Mm -hmm. uh, fewer going to college. Fewer are becoming uh, MDs and lawyers and all. There's this upset, but you can't upset God's order. And God has a strategic position and assignment yeah. For men. Yes, and not only are they attacking the God-given sexuality of male and female by the gay stuff and the transgender, they're attacking God the Father. And let me tell you how, back in the 1990s, there was a conference in Minneapolis that 
Christians from all over the country came to called the Reimagining God Conference. These were feminists who didn't like God the Father because that's oppressive talk. We need to dream up new images, reimagining new images. So they started worshiping the goddess Sophia and other feminine uh, uh, versions of God. There's a church in San Francisco, used to be called Ebenezer Lutheran Church. Now it's called Her Church. Now this church, Her Church, her church <laughs> uh, and Arthur Lee, and you can uh, Google herchurch.org. You're I not going to believe what you see. Mm -hmm. This is a Lutheran church. They're in full fellowship with the ELCA. Uh, they worship the goddess Sophia. They pray a prayer. Our mother who is, in, who is within us, holy be your name. They, they are making, I don't know if they've quite done it yet, they want to paint a big goddess statue on the front of their church with a multi, with breasted woman being God. Uh, I mean, and Arthur, it's not just, I went to a Methodist church across the street from my house. Mm-hmm. And the baptism was going to be taking place. Now, you know, Jesus said, baptize in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The, this is a man now, a liberal Methodist. I baptize you in the name of the one who creates all things. I wrote him a note and stuck it in his P.O. box. Jesus said, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And I think this pastor doesn't like God, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit language. That's patriarchal and oppressive. Wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Since when do we have the right to correct Jesus Christ? Is He our Lord or are we His Lord? Mm -hmm. This is arrogance. Well, also it's in the news today a lot is the getting rid of the pronouns, her, him, and so forth. Mm -hmm. And um, you can see this absolute intentional yeah. destruction. Yeah. That's what it is. The ELCA Lutheran Church has a cranberry-colored hymnal. It's their latest hymnal. They have desexed all the psalms to get rid of uh, masculine pronouns in the Lutheran Church in, in, in that hymnal in the psalmody. All the masculine pronouns. He, his, instead of, now it's you, you. Yeah. I, I've said many, millions of times, depending on the situation, mm -hmm. everything descends from leadership. Mm -hmm. And I'm just wondering if... Um, Maybe some pastors are watching great evangelical churches. I mean, and we've got a lot of them. Mm -hmm. But maybe, maybe all of us should think about tightening up oh. on what God said. I, I won't tell you the name of the, of the university, but when I went there, it was a godly, biblical, Baptist university. Mm -hmm. Oh, they taught me the scriptures. Well, it's become quite liberal. Professors putting the, the rainbow sticker on their doors. And I had a rather difficult meeting with the president. And just so don't think this can't happen in evangelical uh, colleges or seminaries. Mm -hmm. It is happening. So you need to be careful and lovingly correct. Don't just sit back and let it roll on in. Yeah. Well, the sad thing is that, and I go back to leadership, that when our young people are leaving our best churches and going to college, they don't go to church anymore. Oh, I know. The statistics are unbelievable. Yeah. Now, I, I believe if you have an experience with God, do we teach that anymore? I tell you, Pastor, I was quite young, but I had an experience with God that no one could take away from Amen. me. Amen, me too. I, I knew he was real. And then as I became a teenager and all, and you feel a little rebellion here and that, I couldn't get away from that because mm -hmm. when you really know God mm -hmm. and so are we just teaching the scriptures of this is what you do, this is how you live and this is good and this will give you a good re result or 
personal relationship. Absolutely. Yeah, amen. Amen. Yeah. And you know, the, here's here's the the result of all this, Arthelene. The churches that are embracing all the unbiblical teaching, they're shrinking and dying. The United Church thank, of Christ. Thank God. Uh, amen. I pray that. Mm -hmm. Lord, may these churches repent, but I see no sign Open of that. Open their eyes. But if they don't repent, may they die and the people be moved into good denominations. Mm -hmm. The United Church of Christ is the most liberal of all. You used to have to believe in the Trinity, Trinity to be a UCC pastor. You can deny the Trinity now and be a UCC pastor. The UCC has shrunk to almost nothing. I, I was dri I'm from uh, Minneapolis. I was driving through Iowa a few weeks ago. I'm driving through Mount Vernon, Iowa, little town. I pass a huge stone historic Presbyterian church. They have painted the steps up to the Presbyterian church in rainbow colors. Ooh, I was ahead of you on that. And I, I just stopped. I took a picture. If you go to my Facebook page, you just go to Facebook and put in mm -hmm. Pastor Tom Brown. You'll see the picture. How, how hurt, betrayed, and angry the, the founders of that church would feel. Well, those churches are shrinking and dying. The Bible-preaching churches are growing, mm -hmm. and that's the way it should be. Exactly. And I still go back to how, how they just continually bring the sexuality in. Yeah. And to read the Old Testament, how God burned up Sodom. I know. Well, you know what the liberals say? The sin of Sodom was not homosexuality, it was inhospitality. And what I said to my liberal bishop when he brought that up, I said, well, I think I'd call homosexual rape pretty inhospitable. It's both is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> inhospitable, you're not uh, friendly enough, I guess. Yeah, but if, you know, here, here's, here's the bottom line, Artheline. There was a lady who became a Christian. Somebody at her office said, well, what's the difference now between you and, and me now that you're a Christian? And she said one letter. You love the world, I love the Word. And I would say to anybody watching the show, if they're part of a church now that loves and follows the world and no longer follows the Word, yeah, you can stay and try to turn things around. When it comes to the PCUSA, Presbyterians, ELCA, Lutherans, mm -hmm. the Episcopal Church, that ship has sailed. Mm -hmm. Time to get out and join a more biblical branch of your... your well, exactly. Um, now, there was one church... You mentioned that denies the resurrection of Jesus. Um, you know, even the liberals in the Lutheran church still tend to believe in the resurrection, but, <laughs> Arthelene, I don't know how much time I got. Uh -huh. um, let's see. So, years ago when I was still ELCA Lutheran, my bishop was bringing in Marcus Borg, a liberal Episcopalian who taught that Jesus did not literally rise from the dead, kind of a metaphor instead. Mm -hmm. And so I wrote my bishop. I said, Bishop Olson, do we want to promote heresy in our church? And oh, he wrote me back, oh, he's got a deep Christian faith, deeper than many of us. I didn't go. My buddy, another pastor, went. I said, Leon, what happened when he spoke? Did he? And he said, yeah, he denied Christ rose from the dead. I said, did anybody put up a hand and say what? And he said, not a word. So I think most even liberals in the Lutheran church would still say Jesus physically rose from the dead. Well, it's pretty much a historical fact. It, it definitely is, but there would be some who deny it. It's a metaphor, you know. They call it, they call it a, a metaphor. Yeah. Um, where, where does this all start, do you mm -hmm. think? Mm -hmm. um, of course, in the Garden, garden of Eden, I'm going <laughs> to answer the question myself. Yeah. Uh, you know, God hasn't said... Yeah, he didn't, God didn't say that. That's, he didn't mean it. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that is where it starts. If you lower the authority of Scripture mm -hmm. 
and make your opinion more important than scripture, you get the mainline Protestant liberalism mm -hmm. is what you got. And so when my loving Jesus would never send anyone to hell, said some of them, well, have you read? Depart from me, you wicked, and into the lake of fire. Mm -hmm. You know, <clears throat> their loving Jesus is, is, the question is, is, are you following the Jesus of the Bible or the Jesus of your imagination? And, and that's where the rubber meets And the, the Jesus of the Bible said to repent. He does. Yeah. Absolutely. And he, that's a loving thing. You know, people like me, when I would get to those conventions years ago and get to the microphones, people didn't like me. But my point is, the people who really are being hateful are the liberals telling people, go ahead and get into that lifestyle. You're mm -hmm. damning people. Mm -hmm. You're hurt. You first of all, take years off of your life in this life, mm -hmm. and then there's eternity. So mm -hmm. who's being loving in this scenario? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, when you were on the last show and all, uh, it seemed like, and even today, that the woman thing keeps coming to the mm -hmm. top. Have you ever analyzed that? Why? When you say the woman thing, you mean the feminism? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's an attack on, uh, again, I, I, yeah, go ahead. I think it does. Attack on God the Father. It is. It's an attack on God the Father. And we, we don't want to be under his thumb. And so you've got just the crazy liberalism of, of, of these Protestants. You know, I don't know if you read it, but uh, last month it was in the news that the liberal Episcopalians want to get rid of masculine pronouns in the wonderful Book of Common Prayer. If you ever want a great book, get the Book of Common Prayer. Well, they want to get rid of all the God the Father and, and all the He's. And, uh, Jesus said, Our Father who art in heaven. That settles it. Well, it, it all goes back to the authenticity of the Bible, mm -hmm. that is absolute truth, mm -hmm. and uh, it's not up to us to uh, try to change yep. it. Yep, we believe in the Bible. We don't rip out the pages we don't like. <laughs> well, uh, where is it going to go from here? I think what's going to happen... Can it get worse? It's, I think what God is doing, you know, you know I, I, I was a pastor here in St. Petersburg many years ago, I served a Lutheran church that was troubled, let's put it that way. Well, that church does not exist anymore. Their last pastor was pushing the gay stuff, and the church closed and had to sell their building. <clears throat> and you know, in Revelation where Jesus says, if you're not going to be faithful, I'm going to take your lampstand and give it to someone else. Mm -hmm. Well, I, you know, the Lutheran church used to be a tremendous church. The Presbyterian church mm -hmm. was great. The Episcopal church had the most beautiful worship. Lutheran These church gave us... Um Martin Luther. <laughs> and we're saved by grace alone, through faith alone, mm -hmm. the word alone. And, 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 and again, those other branches are still fine. Mm -hmm. But these larger denominations are just going on the tubes. And my guess is they'll just shrink into extinction and God will hand their lamp posts to, so. to these evangelical churches. And so um, it's not totally uncommon that they do shut down. They have to sell their property. Yeah. And I mean, I have a dear... quite a testimony. I have a lady, 97, I think she is, dear Lutheran Norwegian from Norway. She says, I go back to Norway now to visit my relatives. Nobody goes to church. You know, the churches in Norway are empty. The Lutheran church in Denmark, Norway, and Sweden went into liberalism way before yes, we they did. did. And they're, they're pretty much dead. I mean, and that's what happened. Okay, what was their... What was their you know, that main thing that brought them down because that was really before the gay marriage and the yeah, transgender stuff. but they, stuff. W they were there before we were oh, with the pro-gay stuff. And again, just a lessening of the authority of Scripture. I mean, Arthelene, uh, here's what I tell people. people. People often say, all right, how do I find a good church? 
and I say, you, you go to the church, and afterwards, pastor shaking hands, just say, Pastor, can I just ask a couple questions, because I'm thinking of going here. Number one, do you believe Jesus is the only way to God the Father? Mm -hmm. Do you believe in heaven and hell? You'd be surprised how many pastors don't believe in hell. Mm -hmm. Tell me your views about premarital sex, abortion, homosexuality. You're supposed to do this while you're shaking well, hands going know, out the door. When, when, <laughs> let everybody go, and then you, you linger. Yeah. And then you finally say, do you believe the Bible is the infallible Word of God? And I tell people, if you get good, clear answers, well, of course it's the Word of God. Mm -hmm. Of course premarital sex is wrong. Mm -hmm. That's a good church. If you get this, uh, that's a complex Yeah, issue. keep looking. <laughs> We're out of time again, but uh, I think that it's important that people kind of know what's going on and to get a little bit more serious yeah. about God and what He says. Uh, stay with me. I have a couple things to say before we have to say goodbye. Welcome back. Pastor Brock, could you explain to us what are the good denominations and what are the bad ones? Yeah, we talked about denominations. And let me just say this, Jackie. The denominations used to be good. I'm a Lutheran. Lutheran Church was very biblical and still is if you're Missouri Synod or Wisconsin Synod or uh, North American Lutheran. But the, the large liberal ELCA Lutheran has gone very unbiblical. Same with the Episcopal Church. It used to be a good biblical church. That's become even more liberal than the ELCA Lutherans. The United Methodist Church founded by John Wesley, good biblical man, it's become very liberal. The Presbyterian Church used to be good, John Calvin, you know, original, but it's become, the Presbyterian Church USA has become very liberal. So uh, again, all these denominations started out good biblical denominations for hundreds of years. And in recent times, they have compromised the Word of God. And you've got some of these denominations paying for abortions with offering dollars, ordaining homosexual, practicing homosexuals, performing gay marriage, saying that faith in Jesus is not necessary to be saved anymore. This is, this is tragic, Jackie. So you can stay a Lutheran, but leave the ELCA and join, I don't know, the Missouri Synod or something. You can stay Presbyterian, but leave the PCUSA Presbyterian Church, join the Presbyterian Church in America. You know, there, there's good alternatives, but it's, Jackie, when, when you and I were young, these churches had not gone bonkers. They've gone bonkers. And I encourage people, take your money, time, and talents and join a more biblical church. Where did the breakdown for denominations come from? Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, the church was the church, mm -hmm. but now all of a sudden you have all these different good. denominations. Yeah, good question. Can you explain where that happened? I'll, I can explain that. <laughs> Jesus leaves the, uh, the planet, and the disciples go out at Pentecost and start converting people. And so the, the, historically, you've got, at the very beginning, the Christian church. There was only one Christian church. It branched off into two branches, Roman Catholicism and the Orthodox Church. And the, both those churches branch off of the historical origins of Christianity. In about, oh, I should have looked it up, I think in the 700s and then in the 1100s, there was a break between the Catholics and the Orthodox then in 1500, Martin Luther, a Catholic priest, rediscovers by reading the Bible that we're saved by grace, not by good works. And Martin Luther did not leave the Catholic Church and start a new denomination. Martin Luther was thrown out of the Catholic Church, excommunicated. Anybody that found him could kill him until he got protection from some German princes. And at that point, the Lutheran Church came about. And then after Lutheranism came John Calvin and the Reformed Movement, and then eventually Wesley and the Methodists. So in a nutshell, Jackie, 
that's how we've got what we've got. Okay. What exactly is a cult? Okay. Let me find three different groups. There are non-Christian religions. That would be Judaism, Islam, Hindu, Buddhism. Those aren't cults because they don't claim to be Christian. Then after the non-Christian religions, you've got the cults. These are groups that say they are Christian, but aren't, like Mormonism, Jehovah's Witnesses, Christian Science, the Unity Church, Unitarianism, uh, etc. Then thirdly, there are the denominations, the Christian denominations, Lutheran, Baptist, Catholic, Methodist, Presbyterian, Orthodox. Okay, you just named all of those. Mm -hmm. So can you explain what each of them actually do believe? Yeah, okay. Let's start with the Christian churches. How do you know if you're in a Christian church or a cult? Well, every Christian church affirms the Trinity, that there's one God in three persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Not three gods, one God in three persons. Every Christian church teaches Jesus is fully God and fully man. A Christian church teaches we're saved by grace alone, by what Christ did on the cross, not by our good works. So those are the the uh, Christian churches. The cults tend to deny the Trinity. For instance, Jehovah's Witnesses do not believe Jesus is God. They do not believe in the Trinity. They will tell you at the door when they come visiting two by two, the word Trinity is not in the Bible, it's of the devil. My response is, they're right, the word Trinity is not in the Bible. The concept of the Trinity starts in Genesis chapter 1, the first chapter, the first paragraph. God created, that's the Father. The Spirit of God is moving over the waters, that's the Holy Spirit. God said, let there be light, the Word of God, that turns out to be Christ in John chapter 1, verse 1. So uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses deny the Trinity, uh, and it is biblical. Okay, the Word isn't, but the concept is in there. Jehovah's Witnesses believe that. Mormons believe there are thousands of gods, and if you're a good Mormon, you can become a god. So that's the teaching of Mormonism. How about Christian science? Okay. Mary Baker Eddy in the 1800s founded the Christian Science Movement. And the Christian scientists are famous for not wanting to go to the hospital or have doctors uh, work on them. The, the bigger problem, Christian scientists do not believe sin or sickness really exist. It's in your head. So sin doesn't really exist. Your sickness doesn't really exist. And if you under things, understand things properly, like Mary Baker Eddy wrote a book called Key to Science and Scriptures, if you understand things properly, you'll understand there's not really sin, there's not really sickness, you're not really sick. Well, wait a minute, Jackie. If there is no sin, why did Jesus go to the cross? I mean, that's, it's, 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 it's not a Christian religion. And if anybody's going to the Christian Science Reading Room or you're, you're attending a Christian Science Church, I'd get out of that church. How about the New Age movement? The New Age movement, sadly, has made its way into some of these liberal denominations, and they do yoga. And the New Age movement basically teach, you are God, I am God. We are all part of the collective Christ consciousness. I'll quote Oprah, who says she's a Christian, and she promoted this awful book by Eckhart Tolle, and she said on her TV program, years ago, I used to believe that Jesus came to earth to die for our sins. Now I believe Christ came to earth to get us in touch with our own inner Christ consciousness. So they turned Jesus not into the savior of the world. He's more of a principle. And the New Age movement, the basic lie of the, old, of the New Age movement is we are God. Okay. How about the Unity Church? The Unity Church is pretty New Age. There's, there's one not too far from here. 
And the Unity Church, there's a little booklet called Daily Word. Daily Bread is a great daily devotional. I love mm-hmm. that. But Daily Word is not good. It's a, here's what the Unity Church teaches. They teach pretty much the same thing. Christ is more of a principle that we all can attain to. He's, a, he's, he's the God consciousness in us all, and we just need to get into the God consciousness. So you're not going to hear about the blood of Christ for our salvation uh, at the Unity Church. It's, it's getting in touch with your own inner Godness. Okay, so how about the Seventh-day Adventist? I think I wouldn't put the Seventh-day Adventist quite in the same category as these other cults, but... They've got issues. And, and here's my problem with Seventh-day Ed. First of all, they don't believe in eternal hell. And the Bible says there is an eternal hell. The other thing about Seventh-day Adventists, you have to worship on Saturday. Because that's the day that God chose for the Old Testament Jews. You have to worship on Saturday. And the, the, that is something, though, that God gave to the Old Testament Jews to make them separate and distinct from the nations. In the New Testament, they're worshiping on the first day of the week. Why? Well, something big happened on the first day of the week to get these Jews to change their worship day. Jesus rose from the dead on Sunday. That's why Christians uh, worship on Sunday. Jackie, I don't care if you, I like going to church services on Saturday night. Nothing's wrong with worshiping on Saturday or Sunday. Paul, in Romans chapter 12, I believe it is, deals with the issue and he says, well, one Christian holds one day above another, other Christians hold every day alike. Be, con- be convinced in your own mind. He doesn't say it has to be Saturday. If, if that was true, he would have said it then, and he didn't. So they can be, you know, I, I, I believe there are Seventh-day Adventists who know the Lord and they're saved Christians, but there are legalistic Seventh-day Adventists where if you worship on Sunday, you've received the mark of the beast. Well, where's that in the Bible? Yeah. How about the Catholic Church, though, now? That was a foundation of where so many churches yeah. actually started yeah. from, and people broke off to do right. different. Yep, yep, and if a, if a Catholic priest was here, he would say, see what happens when you leave the Catholic Church? You splinter off into all these denominations. Well, here's my, I'm a Lutheran. People think I'm a Catholic as I wear this. I'm a Lutheran. Lutherans wear this, too. And, Jackie, I guess the, the bottom line question on that is, I mean, most of the Catholic Church history I own as my own. The creeds, the Nicene Creed, the Apostles' Creed. I mean, I agree with all that stuff. But things had become so corrupt in the 1500s where people were selling salvation, paying money to the Pope to build St. Peter's Cathedral in Rome, and and then if you gave him money, the Pope would grant time for your grandma to get out of purgatory. All this purgatory stuff, which is not in the Bible, the indulgence stuff, you know, it's, it's, I, I don't. I think there are genuine Christians in the Catholic Church, but I've got some problems with it. I'm, I'm sorry, we're about out. Go yep. ahead. One last one, Jackie. I was just going to say, how do you know if you're going to a good church? You know, everybody, when you, when you go to a church, if you're church shopping, ask the pastor if they believe in the infallibility of Scripture, if they believe in the triune God, if they believe that premarital sex, abortion, and homosexuality are wrong, and, and that Jesus is the only way to be saved, if they line up on those issues, that's a good church. We'll see you next time, and thanks for joining us on The Pastor Study. Thank you for watching The Pastor Study. You can watch more of our programs at pastorstudy.org. We are on the air preaching the gospel of Christ because of our generous support of you, our viewers. Would you consider supporting our ministry? You may do so at pastorstudy.org or write The Pastor Study, P.O. Box 41294, Minneapolis, Minnesota 55441. May the blessing of our one triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you today and always.
If you've been blessed by the pastor's study, would you consider a tax-deductible gift to help us reach more people with the good news of Jesus Christ? You can donate at our website, pastorsstudy.org, two S's, or mail a check to the pastor's study, P.O. Box 41294, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55441. May the Lord bless you and have a wonderful week.